Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited to have you join me for this episode because it's all about financial literacy and it's such an important topic that we should make a habit of discussing more. So it's so great that you're here. Today's content, I will warn you, is likely to border more on the side of personal and passionate than any other episode I've done. As this particular topic of financial literacy is so subjective and is interpreted by every single one of us differently. So today, I'll be focusing on my opinion of it, using example of experiences that I've had with it, and of course, throwing in some good old-fashioned definitions and facts about the topic itself, like I usually do. I mentioned a moment ago that financial literacy is subjective and means something different to each and every one of us. That's because we all have different relationships with money whether that be the way we were brought up, and I'll go into more details about that later, or just our current environment that dictates the way we use money. So what is financial literacy? Always a good place to start. At its core, it's basically our ability to understand how money works, how we earn it, manage it, and spend it on a day-to-day basis. Being financially literate means that we have enough information about all of that, how we how it works, how we earn it, manage it and spend it, to make more informed and deliberate decisions about what we do with it to provide a better foundation for our future. This could be interpreted either personally or for our businesses. I make that distinction purely because I find that we invest a lot of time and we research the right support for our personal relationship with money, like making sure that our superannuation funds are supported for our future, continuously challenging our home loan rates to reduce the costs, investigating the right income insurance packages and savings plans, etc. But when it comes to running our businesses, I'm not personally convinced that we take the same approach let alone invest the same time or money into ensuring that we have it right. Which surprises me when you think about it. People generally go into business not only because they're passionate about a product or service that they've created, but to provide a level of financial freedom or at least the types of freedom that financial freedom supports, like only working a few hours a week and still fulfilling our financial obligations in the household, or having all the things we want, let alone making sure that our financial situation in our businesses are covered first. Because without that, we actually can't continue in business. And I guess that's where I come into it for the most part for business owners. You see, whilst I have all the qualifications and experience as an accountant in its traditional sense, because I worked as one in the corporate world for over 15 years, I left that world a long time ago, over 10 years now. I left the corporate world. I didn't leave the learnings, the teachings. I left to pursue my love of working closer with small business owners 
to deliver this piece on financial literacy to ensure their successes. Many find this distinction between what I do and what their accountant does difficult to understand. Now, I've done a whole podcast on this, so if you want to check it out, go check it out. But if I can deviate for just a moment, the simple way of looking at this distinction is to say that I provide day-to-day support for business owners in their quest for financial stability, independence, and options. I work with business owners to help them identify what their true financial options are or those they really haven't thought of yet. So let's say they're blind spots. And these blind spots usually occur when they get emotionally stuck or feel at the end of their rope, money's run out, and when they think their options are limited. Now, I'm on a quest, and I have been for quite some time now, to actually get ahead of this, but I'm not quite there yet. As a lot of clients only come to me when time feels like it's running out, and I'd prefer to get them at a point before that. So your accountant is generally there for the bigger picture stuff, the annual returns, the corporate restructures, etc. That's why you see them once a year, right? But what if you had what you needed every day from a financial perspective, rather than waiting 12 months to see how it turned out? Just saying, I can certainly help there. But back to financial literacy, because that's why I'm here today. And as I was saying, I feel business owners need to pay it its dues and get real about it ahead of time. Why does this matter? Why does financial literacy matter? Because low financial literacy can lead to so many issues, one of which is poor financial health. And we all know the flow-on impact on our own well-being when our financials suffer. It's a looped problem that actually can be fixed But knowledge alone isn't enough to improve your financial health or literacy. You need to know more about what you can do with that information. And most importantly, you need to go out and do it. You need to translate that knowledge into what I call tangible behaviors. I've worked with many business owners over the years, and it's not uncommon that this side of the business is suffering despite all the tiresome efforts to correct it. And they work hard to correct it. I haven't met a business owner yet who has come to me without first attempting to salvage their situation. So why does coming to me work? First and foremost, they've identified that help is needed. Like everything in our business, When our sales are suffering, we consult a social media expert or a sales expert to take on the load and help change the outcome. We start doing more target marketing, perhaps, through paid advertising to correct the action. The financials of your business can be assisted in the same manner. And getting help from someone who understands what changes need to be made, who can provide more tailored and proven strategies for your business to succeed in this area, And in my case, who can teach you how to take this on for yourself and make it work time and time again, because it works. An example, I was approached by a business owner who came to me with $13,000 in their bank account in desperate need of improving this financial cash position that they were in, in their very successful business. Yes, very successful business. 
and they needed to improve this cash position because they had payroll of $300,000 that needed to be paid in four weeks on top of everything else they had to pay. After having done everything they could, which was what they would usually do, so they go back to their own habits, their old habits, let's do what we've always done. We applied some quick and simple strategies to release the hold on cash that some of the business decisions had resulted in. So what happened? We improved the cash situation in time to meet the payroll deadline. But the job didn't stop there. From this point, the hard work began. It was taking that situation and learning how to prevent it going forward. Those habits and behaviors that I talked about earlier, finding those that worked and could be applied time and time again to prevent, and that's the key here, to prevent ever being in this situation again. And like I say all the time, to assist in making more informed and deliberate decisions. And this business has gone on to do exactly that, going from strength to strength. Whether it's working with me or not, we are blessed to have so many amazing resources available to us when it comes to improving our financial literacy. But regardless of the amount of resources available and how easy they are to locate, you will not benefit from them unless your mindset changes. It's like what they say about not being able to outrun a bad diet when it comes to weight loss. The diet is the foundation needed to achieve the ultimate weight loss goal. Any nutritionist will tell you that. And the exercise or movement is the toning that's needed. It's like financial literacy. Having the right knowledge, resources, and strategies behind you gives you those foundations. And the doing and implementing, that's the toning. And those two together, bam, magic. So what does all this mean? First up, there are three basic principles of financial literacy that you should take with you. One, spend less than you earn. And I know you've probably heard all of these, but they're true. Two, make the money you have, regardless of what volume, work for you. And three, the unexpected is expected. So be prepared. So how can you do this? One, start now. There is no time like the present and no situation that can't be undone with good structure and strategy. Two, use any resources you have access to because knowledge is power. Three, get the right support that you need, just like you would in any other area of your business that you're struggling with. Four, do your research. Know what will work for you. This is not any time to subscribe to the cookie cutter approach. What works for one won't always work for you. Five, break your consumer mentality. This will help you shift your mindset. And six, be open to change. That's what you can do. And there's so much more. And when I think about the next lot of business owners, our kids, and I think about that and financial literacy in general, I'm reminded that when I was younger, I was very focused on making my money work for me. And that didn't come from the curriculum at my school. A lot of it had to do with my upbringing. It had a lot to do with the teachings 
from those in my life, like my parents and my grandparents. I was lucky to have that behind me and to be able to take that with me through life. And I can assure you right now, it had nothing to do with wealth. Far from it, to be honest. I grew up in a very modest household, but that didn't mean I couldn't use that learning for my own growth. But not all of us are that lucky and I get it. Talking about money with kids is not easy. And even more so when there's a lower family budget. But here's the thing. The learnings from financial hardship can be just as useful, if not more, in creating a greater awareness in financial understanding and how money works. Which is why it still baffles me that financial literacy isn't top of the agenda when it comes to the curriculums in our school. Our kids need this for inspiration, for learning, for development. They just need it. So to safeguard those that come after us and for our own financial future when it comes to our businesses, to improve financial literacy, we should be modeling positive attitudes and behaviors towards money. We should be demonstrating that the complexities of it do come with emotion and influences, but that being obvious about it We can influence a more structured approach to using it. We can guide our kids to set their own financial goals, attaching rewards to contributions perhaps around the house, giving a more meaningful sense of pride around the earning of money, independence around this life skill that is transferable regardless, and I mean this, of socioeconomic status. Allow them to have the setbacks And feel that because we go through the setbacks as adults. But what we need to do is we need to give our kids the tools to get creative about how to be a critical thinker when things don't turn out the way they'd hoped. Be with them on their journey so they feel the support. Be their biggest supporter and give them absolutely everything you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. But do it in a way that keeps this positive attitude and behavior towards money. It starts at home when we think about our kids and it starts with a more flexible and open attitude when it comes to running a business. So I ask you, my friends, what do you have to lose when it comes to learning more about financial literacy? I'll let you ponder that question and until next time, I hope you make it count. And that's it, guys, for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'll see you next time.